0: Right now on VFN TV, what does President Trump say about God? What does he say about the Supreme Court choice for conservative Christians? And what does he say about the Johnson Amendment? And so much more right now on VFN TV.
1: Welcome to VFN TV where we're keeping the conversation light, that's L-I-G-H-T, light, with your host, Greg
0: Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV, I'm Greg Lancaster, your host, and joining me just a moment is John Ramos. These are exciting days as we're watching our leader, our president in the United States, President Donald Trump, be supportive of the Constitution, the church, and so many things. As a matter of fact, David Brody with CBN is interviewing him in the White House, and he asked him a very specific question. You know, being CBN, we need to ask you a God question. Let's hear what President Trump had to say.
2: Let me switch gears, and, you know, it wouldn't be a, an interview between us if I didn't ask a, a God question, if you will. Uh, how, how has that spiritual journey been for you, especially being here and knowing the gravity of the office? Do you feel the need to pray more? Uh, how, where are you on that?
3: Well, I tell you what, uh, I've always felt the need to pray and you know that, so I would say that uh, the office is so powerful that you need God even more because your decisions are no longer, gee, I'm going to build a building in New York or I'm going to do that. These are, these are questions of massive life and death, even re- with regard to health care. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working very hard on health care. But there you're talking about life and death and you're talking about better lives, mm-hmm. better lives, people living better because they have better health care at a lower price, which we're working very hard on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you realize these decisions are so important there's, there's almost not a decision that you make when you're sitting in this position that isn't uh, a really life altering position. Mm-hmm. So God comes into it even more so
0: that is so exciting to be that is so exciting to be able to hear that is so exciting that is so exciting that is so exciting to be able to hear our president say he's turning to god because those decisions are huge those are huge decisions that take place that affect the lives not only of americans but people all the way around the world so we want to continue to pray for those in authority pray for president donald trump as a matter of fact we're going to be talking about some prophetic words in the future that was uh, released by patricia king with XP Ministries about how we just gotta pray protection over, we should always be paying protection over our leaders and over our president. But you know, also David Brody asked him about the Supreme Court and we're excited to hear what he has to say about it because he promised, I think he put a list of 2021 20, judges out to be able to pick from, to replace uh, Anthony Scalia who passed away about a year ago on the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court right now for some reason is making, it's shaping our, our culture. Let's go and see what uh, he told David Brody about the Supreme Court. Let's take a look.
2: Let's start with the Supreme Court. I know you're narrowing down the list. I know you've talked about who you kind of have an idea of who's going to be this person. But let me ask you, where does the final result lie? In other words, is it a gut instinct for you? Because they're all good on this list. So what's the, the bottom line factor when decided? Well, I think
3: also it's who's going to get approved. And, you know, we have to go through a process after I. Pick the person that i'm going to be picking who i think i know but i'm not a hundred percent i can't guarantee it uh we're doing some further checking uh the vetting they call it the vetting process and the vetting process is very very strong Uh, but we have all 20 are fantastic people you know i put out 20 for the election i said these are the people i'll pick and uh i think that the person that i pick will be a big big uh I think people are gonna love it. I think evangelicals, Christians will love my pick and uh, will be represented very, very fairly.
0: I'm so excited to be able to say he actually did what he said he's gonna do. As a matter of fact, he just nominated Neil uh, Corset. Take a look.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. When Justice Scalia passed away suddenly last February, I made a promise to the American people. If I were elected president, I would find the very best judge in the country for the Supreme Court. I promise to select someone who respects our laws and is representative of our Constitution and who loves our Constitution, and someone who will interpret them as written. This may be the most transparent judicial selection process in history. Months ago, as a candidate, I publicly presented a list of brilliant and accomplished people to the American electorate and pledged To make my choice from among that list millions of voters said this was the single most important issue to them when they voted for me for president I am a man of my word I will do as I say something that the American people have been asking for from Washington for a very very long time today Thank you. Today, I am keeping another promise to the American people. By nominating Judge Neil Gorsuch of the United States Supreme Court to be of the United States Supreme Court, and I would like to ask Judge Gorsuch and his wonderful wife Louise to please step forward. Please, Louise, Judge. Here they come. Here they come. So, was that a surprise? Was it? I have always felt that after the defense of our nation, the most important decision a president of the United States can make is the appointment of a Supreme Court justice. Depending on their age, a justice can be active for 50 years, and his or her decisions can last a century or more and can often be permanent. I took the task of this nomination very seriously. I have selected an individual whose qualities define really, and I mean closely define what we're looking for. Judge Gorsuch has outstanding legal skills, a brilliant mind, tremendous discipline, and has earned bipartisan support. When he was nominated to the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, he was confirmed by the Senate unanimously. Also, that's unanimous. Can you believe that nowadays with what's going on? Does that happen anymore? Does it happen? I think it's going to happen, maybe again. Also with us tonight is Maureen Scalia, a woman loved by her husband and deeply respected by all. I am so happy she is with us. Where is Maureen? Please stand up. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you, Maureen. She is uh, really the ultimate representative of the late, great Justice Antonin Scalia, whose image and genius was in my mind throughout the decision-making process. Not only are we looking at the writings of the nominee, and I studied them closely, but he is said to be among the finest and most brilliant, oftentimes, the writings of any judge for a long, long time. And his academic credentials, something very important to me and that education has always been a priority, are as good as I have ever seen. He received his undergraduate degree from Columbia with honors. He then received his law degree from Harvard, also with honors, where he was a Truman Scholar. After Harvard, he received his doctorate at Oxford where he attended as a Marshall Scholar, one of the top academic honors anywhere in the world. After law school, he clerked on the Supreme Court for both Justices Byron White and Anthony Kennedy. It is an extraordinary resume, as good as it gets. Judge Gorsuch was born and raised in Colorado and was taught the value of independence, hard work, and public service. While in law school, he demonstrated a commitment to helping the less fortunate. He worked in both Harvard prison legal assistance projects and Harvard Defenders program. Brilliance being assured, I studied every aspect of his life. He could have had any job at any law firm for any amount of money. But what he wanted to do with his career was to be a judge to write decisions and to make an impact by upholding our laws and our Constitution. The qualifications of Judge Gorsuch are beyond dispute. He is the man of our country and a man who our country really needs and needs badly to ensure the rule of law and the rule of justice. I would like to thank Senate leadership. I only hope that both Democrats and Republicans can come together for once, for the good of the country. Congratulations to you and your family. May God bless you. May God bless our glorious nation. Judge Gorsuch, the podium, sir, is yours.
4: Thank you. thank you. Mr. President, thank you very much. Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, you and your team have shown me great courtesy in this process. And you've entrusted me with a most solemn assignment. Standing here in a house of history and acutely aware of my own imperfections, I pledge that if I am confirmed, I will do all my powers permit be a faithful servant of the Constitution and laws of this great country. For the last decade, I've worked as a federal judge in a court that spans six western states, serving about 20% of the continental United States and about 18 million people. The men and women I've worked with at every level in our circuit are an inspiration to me. I've watched them fearlessly tending to the rule of law, enforcing the promises of our Constitution and living out daily their judicial oaths to administer justice equally to rich and poor alike, following the law as they find it and without respect to their personal political beliefs. I think of them tonight. Of course, the Supreme Court's work is vital not just to a region of the country, but to the whole, vital to the protection of the people's liberties under law and to the continuity of our Constitution, the greatest charter of human liberty the world has ever known. The towering judges that have served in this particular seat of the Supreme Court, including Ann Scalia and Robert Jackson, are much in my mind at this moment. Justice Scalia was a lion of the law. Agree or disagree with him, all of his colleagues on the bench cherish his wisdom and his humor. And Like them, I miss him. <clears throat> I began my legal career working for Byron White the last Coloradan to serve on the Supreme Court, and the only justice to lead the NFL in rushing. <laughs> he was one of the smartest and most courageous men I've ever known. When Justice White retired, he gave me the chance to work for Justice Kennedy as well. Justice Kennedy was incredibly welcoming and gracious. And like Justice White, he taught me so much. I am forever grateful. And if you've ever met Judge David Centel, you'll know just how lucky I was to land a clerkship with him right out of school. Thank you. These judges brought me up in the law. Truly, I would not be here without them. Today is as much their day as it is mine. In the balance of my professional life, I've had the privilege of working as a practicing lawyer and teacher. I've enjoyed wonderful colleagues whose support means so much to me at this moment, as it has year in and year out. Practicing in the trial work trenches of the law, I saw, too, that when we judges don our robes, it doesn't make us any smarter. But it does serve as a reminder of what's expected of us, impartiality and independence, collegiality and courage. As this process now moves to the Senate, I look forward to speaking with members from both sides of the aisle to answering their questions and to hearing their concerns. I consider the United States Senate the greatest deliberative body in the world, and I respect the important role the Constitution affords it in the confirmation of our judges. I respect, too, the fact that in our legal order, it is for Congress and not the courts to write new laws. It is the role of judges to apply, not alter, the work of the people's representatives. A judge who likes every outcome he reaches is very likely a bad judge, stretching for results he prefers rather than those the law demands. I am so thankful tonight for my family, my friends, and my faith. These are the things that keep me grounded at life's peaks and that sustain me and its valleys. To Louise, my incredible wife and companion of 20 years, my cherished daughters who are watching on TV, and all my family and friends, I cannot thank you enough for your love and for your prayers. I could not attempt this without you. Mr. President, I am honored and I am humbled. Thank you very much. This is so
0: exciting because we've been praying for years, I guess since 2007 maybe, I don't know how it's been, 2009 in a prayer community, just asking God that he would uh, just move in this kind of area. And then of course when Antonin Scalia passed away, look at the Supreme Court, this is actually the Supreme Court when Antonin Scalia was part of, as you're seeing right here. He's on the front row, uh, the second from the right, and uh, he, Antonin Scalia, he was uh, born in um, 1936 and he just passed away on a hunting trip in 2016 last year and whoever thought one year later that we'd have President Donald Trump you know in and him choosing uh, the new or next uh, Neil Gorsuch you know as the uh, nominee he has to go through the nomination process this is so important because now he has to appear before Congress uh, supposedly his record is is is
5: yeah. they
0: say it's impeccable but it's impeccable but, it's impeccable. but knowing that um, as Christians we need to pray this is a huge answer to our prayer because he looks at the Constitution and he defines it how it is others have been just kind of having this elastic interpreta- interpretation saying that it's uh it grows with our culture, and now all of a sudden, you know, there's Martians, so you gotta be able to just, what do you, what, you know, what they really meant, you yeah. know, when they're writing about Martians. And it's like, this is crazy. We gotta go back to the original intent. And if you know, if you've been with us a long time, we've been making original tent spot, uh, spots for the church and the country and all that all along. And uh, so pray for him. Pray for when, him and his wife and his family, because the reports are $100 A million.
5: $100 million is gonna be spent on these attacks, ads, and for him, just so he can get confirmation for a judge who right. was unanimously voted in when he went for you know his the re- previous the re- position. So the <laughs>
0: reporting over a hundred million dollars is going to be spent coming against him and his family and his record, and for him. Yeah. On either side. The, the sad thing is the balance of powers. Law is supposed to be created with the legislature from your senators and your House of representatives, and they've been making law by this small little group of judges. They're people. not supposed to, and this. A new Gorsuch uh, nomination. He believes that the law needs to go back to your congressmen and your senators, and they need to make the law. And he's supposed to just apply the: is it a constitutional law or not? But not to make law from the bench. And that scares him to death, because a uh, uh, many many things that are against God has been decided based in this way, where the judges are making that kind of decision. And he doesn't believe it needs to be the way. So we we just need to pray that he goes all the way through. We just even pray right now, yes. Father God, that and th- those that are listening, watch it with us. Just you would agree in faith right now. Father God, we just pray for Neil Gorsuch and his family right now that you would send a, the angel justice yes, Lord. over over, and with him all the way through the process, Father God, and that he would be sitting on the bench and he would be a flame for righteousness, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. We have so much more from the interview from David Brody with the president after this message.
6: This is VFN TV, where we're
1: keeping the conversation light. Follow us online. At VFNTV.com.
7: We'll be right back. So, my son came to me and she came to me and we launched this vision of Kids on the Mall in D.C. And seven months before the gathering, my 13-year-old, my 12-year-old boy had come to me and he said, Dad, I had a dream. And in the dream, there were two gangs fighting, a devil gang and a god gang. And he said, I went to the leader of the God gang and said, how old do you have to be to be a part of the God gang? And the leader said, the rules have changed. It used to be 21, but now it's 12. He said, dad, what does it mean? I said, son, I think you're to be about your father's business at age 12. Tithe your teenage years to God and don't waste them.
0: I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the daily radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program, that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day, plus things that you need to know, is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at VFntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's We come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store. You can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to vfnTV.com, and We have our little uh, area there that you can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information, and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is Prudent Preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, 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 to say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom business partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, Those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. Welcome, welcome back. I'm Greg Lancaster, and this is John Paul Ramos. Hey, we've been praying for years, and when you're getting real close to having a baby, I hear.
6: Mm. You do know, tell.
0: Based on what Pat tells me, that <laughs> you know, you're just like just. Die. I'm excited. I'm not talking about the baby's room anymore. I'm not talking about what we're going to do. Just want the baby out. That's it. And uh, you're not in the most, you know, pleasurable mood. And right before this moment, and this breakthrough last year, mm. I mean, it was tough with things going on. And, but you know what? It, it, right before the dawn, right before the, sun, right before the sun comes up in the morning, they say it's the darkest hour of the night. And I remember in law enforcement, that was the hardest shift to work. Because <laughs> so I mean, people say, you know, things happen in the middle of the night. It stops around two or three. And then you just wash your cruiser over and over and over again. Well, the president is being interviewed. One of the first reporters uh, called on in the press room by the new press secretary, which name is? Spicer. Spicer with the, in the White House was a CBN reporter. And she asked about pro Which was awesome. Yes, it was it's totally awesome and shocking to the minimalized yes. uh, other uh, what do you media? I think so. Is this the media? <laughs> the opposition or something He yeah. says <laughs> it's called it. Well anyway, when David Brody's an interview and in President Trump, he asked him about what we we're very concerned about and been praying about is the persecuted church. It's like nobody's paying attention to the persecuted church. We had brothers and sisters, you know, being crucified, being ran out of their communities. Remember, we had the nun that was on yes. before Congress, Diane, I believe her name was, and also with James Foley and with the Egyptian Christians that were on the shore of Tripoli where they beheaded all of our brothers that mm. were on the shore. And uh, when James Foley was beheaded, our president, was he went and played golf, the former president. Immediately after. He went straight and played golf on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And it just didn't even make sense. Well, understand that. Now we have a president that's actually saying and caring about the Christians and what's happening to them, and the persecutions. As a matter of fact, let's go to David Brody's interview now.
2: Persecuted Christians, we've talked about this overseas. Right. The refugee program that, uh, or the refugee changes you're looking to make, as it relates to persecuted Christians, do you, do you see them as kind of a priority here? As yes. A, as a per, you do? Yes, they've been horribly treated. Do you know, if you were a Christian in Syria, it was
3: impossible, very, very, t- at least very, very tough to get into the United States. If you were a Muslim, you could come in, but if you were a Christian, it was almost impossible. And the reason that was so unfair is that everybody was persecuted, in all fairness, but they were chopping off the heads of everybody, but more so the Christians. And I thought it was very, very unfair. So we are going to help them. Wow.
5: That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing
0: I mean it really it, is do you remember James Foley's parents yes, we, we yes. had their entire we, we, interview Yes. Remember the phone was going off and yes. ringing and these broken-hearted parents who were tried to get the government to be interested in going to to, to rescue James Foley and others as well and they couldn't figure out remember the whole yeah. it was so painful watching them talk about their son and uh, and he, he was comforting folks in there and he was the first public public. Worldwide, where they sat there and literally beheaded James Foley. You know, he was a member of the press and uh, and um, a Christian, and uh, he was just witnessing. And, yeah. and they said that his letters became more Christ-like as those 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 moments came, and people were turning to him for comfort. And our unresponsive government, it didn't respond. And it's like, what's going on? And then they're letting Christians. They wouldn't let Christians c- come into America. The mm-hmm. reports are they were keeping, they were letting Muslims come in. And, and they well, were just,
5: remember it took a whole movement to, to get them over here. There was a whole bunch of organizations, uh, forget the gentleman's name, but he worked with, with them to, to vet the Christians and raise funds to get oh, yes. them all across
0: Well them. yeah, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't let them yeah. in. And, they, but they were letting, and there's only like th- 3 million Muslims I think in America, It's mm-hmm. a small amount of number, but Christians, they were keeping the Christians back. And it didn't make sense at all because everybody's being persecuted, but the Christians were being specifically persecuted. They're the ones with the big Nazarene mark on their door and saying that, you know, we're taking you and putting you in servitude. We're killing you. We're taking your children. We're taking you. Charging the jizzle. Yeah, yeah, the the, the tax and and, uh, also taking the young girls as their wives. And it was just horrific. And it was totally unresponsive. To have a president like this, this is huge. I mean, that's just just huge. And now look at, you know, open doors. You can see right here on your screen, this is the list of top 20 persecuted uh, countries persecuting Christians. They have a score of 100. And what do they score? Well, North Korea is the number one with 92 out of 100 uh, scoring as Mm persecuting Christians. Uh, Then you have also Afghanistan that you're familiar with, that there are 89 they score 89 out of 100. Pakistan's 88 out of 100. Sudan 87 out of 100. Syria, where's all that persecution going on right now with almost a half a million people killed? That's 86 out of 100. Iran and Iraq, they're the same 85 86. Yemen, who just shot that weapon? We have Libya number 11 on the top 100 78 out of 100. And Nigeria, Saudi Arabia 76 out of 100. India 73. So you're looking at, and even notice Qatar at the bottom right there. We can come back, but Qatar, that's where a lot of our actors who are in the streets right now crying out for abortion, mm-hmm. not all of them, but the ones that you saw in the streets, they, they're flying over to Qatar, taking their money to entertain them. Yeah. And But they're actually treating treating Christians horrifically over it, and women, mind you. Yeah, a lot of yeah. these
5: countries are in North Africa, part of that 22-Nation Arab League that was yes. formed. But it's it's amazing what's happening. And yeah. I appreciate it, open doors educating us and keeping us informed about this yeah. because we need to pray for the persecuted church. It's yeah. not a time to slow down, but, yes. but to step up.
0: Yes, I got something something so exciting to talk to you about, but we're going to talk to you after this particular break. But I want to say this. You know, it is our partners and our friends that stand that stand with us on a regular basis by becoming a VFN TV partner, a VFN Kingdom business partner, and that give financially. This is how we have to stand. You're looking at the, the whatever media used to be. You know, prophetically, God says He's shifting it and, you know, people want to have, it's not enough to know the news. You need to know what to do with the news you know. But we also have to impact culture. We have to begin to encourage folks. And listen, we're sharing now words, what God is saying for this entire year and beginning prophetically. I mean, where else are you going to hear something like that? I mean, where are you going to find out that uh, God says this is going to be the president? But he says it in October the 3rd. He doesn't say it November the yeah. 8th. And he lets you know and he prepares you in advance. It's called prophetic, prophetic news, like letting you know what history in advance. So you can mm-hmm. actually adapt it. And when he tells us, you know, something bad could happen, we want to, we already know what history is. We want to be able to change that and say, God, we don't want this terrible thing to come against our country or against our families and that type of thing. And that's what we do. And we have a DVD. We'd like to send you this DVD or we can even send it to you through email. We have this offer for you. This is how you did it for any gift whatsoever. Take a look.
6: Offer 2022, God's Mercy God's invitation to a better life Our God is so good and He is quick to show us mercy in our lives But sometimes we can't take it for granted and not realize just how awesome His mercy is What it prevents in our lives and how if we don't realize this We could end up in a place way worse than where His loving mercy rescued us from This message will place you in the footsteps of someone standing and facing a life sentence before a jury and in front of the judge. I believe you will reconsider how you've been responding to God's mercy and how mercy is not a ticket to continue, but an invitation by God's love to continue no longer in what led us to the place of mercy. I believe this message will encourage you, inspire you, and remind you of the love of God and just how good life is now that you are on the receiving end of a merciful, loving God. Become a VFN TV partner at vfntv.com. Partner now or by mail at VFN TV, 40 West Nine Mile Road, number 2, PMB 360, at Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or call us at 844-408-3688. That's Offer 2022, God's Mercy, God's Invitation to a Better Life. VFN TV,
1: where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at vfntv.com.
6: We'll be right back. The $50 Eye Guy. The $50 Eye Guy here with some eye-tastic news. Now, two locations to better serve you. So when buying your next pair of eyeglasses,
5: come see my dad, the $50 Eye Guy. $50 Eye Guy.
6: Can religion be taught in a charter
1: school curriculum? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow.
3: My son goes to charter school out here. I was wondering if the charter schools are held to
4: the same curriculum as public schools or if they can diversify and go into uh, a Christian aspect. Well, charter schools are still public schools, so whatever curriculum they come up with, it has to be in the context of something that's not going to violate the Constitution. But there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits a school from talking about religion, religious values, and the role that religion played in public life. Your call, says Chris, is what's the role of religion in public schools? Can it be incorporated into curriculum? The answer is yes, but a charter school is still a public school, so it has to be within the guidelines, but there shouldn't be any problem uh, there whatsoever.
1: The American Center for Law and Justice is here to defend our religious liberties. Learn more about the American Center for Law and Justice on our website at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Marilee Parrish from Loveland, Colorado, who is a Christian author and CEO, wanted me to just take a moment and share what I think about the word believe. Well, belief is very, very important. To believe in something uh, is to motivate you, uh, to instill purpose within you. Uh, I think it would be very sad not to believe in yourself or not to believe in God or not to believe in the purpose or the cause of which you are created. But I do want to say one thing to Mary Lee and to all of us. There are some people who are too simplistic about believe. And they say, well, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. It's not true. Not true. Trust me on this. You can believe a lot of wonderful things and not achieve them unless you have the resources, the help, the giftedness, the opportunity. So believe get you started, but then you have to complement that with hard work and good choices to succeed and be the person that you believe that you can become.
0: Which, By the way, if you haven't gone to the VFN Torchlight, you need to go to vfntv.com. And in the menu, it says VFN Torch. There's all types of aspects to be able to just quick information. At a moment's notice, any topic that you can imagine probably is in there. And a biblical perspective, you know, what's actually happening but so what, does, what does the Word of God say about this, including prophetic words of knowledge and wisdom that has been shared? So if you get a chance, go to VFNTV.com and click on the VFN torch in the menu there.
1: Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome,
0: welcome back. It is so exciting, you know, to see the answer to your prayers. I know yes. that you texted me last night when you were reading Dutch Sheets is New. Dutch Sheets' new book, uh, I don't know what that was, yeah. Dutch Sheets' new book, uh, The Way Back. Yes. And you got to get that, but we talked about it yesterday. You can find out details on it at DutchSheets.org or at VFNTV.com. But uh, you are talking about just tears. When you look at the answer of prayer. It's and what amazing. God's
5: doing. I mean, we're really, you almost have to pinch yourself to understand the season that we're in and all these answer to prayers. Right. But I'm, I'm watching Neil Gorsuch being being selected by the President of the United States and, mm. and what that means, not for the next five years, what that means for the next 30, potentially well, our 30 years, our lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm reading uh, The Way Back from Dutch Sheets and, and Dutch Sheets writes this powerful book about the pioneering spirit that we're going to need to bring the church in, in the right direction that God wanted it to be at the same time, without losing the nation, that right. you know, America exists to continue to well, help. Well, one of my concerns
0: is, is the fact that when things start going well, mm. you know, when people see just the beginning of a, a season coming in, they just go to sleep. Yeah, they just kind of get on the bleachers, like God showed Emma recently, uh, Emma Hamilton, or the interns, and uh, um, staying active. And what he talks about in that book is is being a trailblazer. Yeah. You know, being a trailblazer. So the um, uh, it's so important to understand that when you're a trailblazer, you're not going to have a whole bunch of folks with you. No. You know, the people want to wait for you to do all the hard work, to go through the briars and the ram, and then they'll show up like, you know, but say somebody's got to cut those trails. Yeah. You yeah. know, somebody's got to cut those trails. And what if what we were doing was working, think about it. If what we were doing was working, we wouldn't end up where we are. So if we're still doing what we were doing that got us to the place that we've got, we need to think maybe we need to do something a little bit different. And The Way Back is a book that just sets you on fire, reminds you of what we need to do now because, you know, Dutch traveled the United States in and out, mm. you know, waving the appeal to heaven. We had yes. the appeal to heaven a flag and in, in over our studio and also in um, on our program talking about that flag. We just made an appeal to heaven and God answered, but now we have to begin to walk that out. Well, the one exciting thing about that is in the interview with President Donald Trump with David Brody, He asked him about the the, uh, Johnson Amendment, which is LBJ, President Johnson, something that he did, which a lot of churches have been held back. But let's find out first what President Trump said to David about the Johnson Amendment. And then we'll explain it a little bit more when we get back from hearing him. Take a look.
3: And we're working on other things. And one of the things I said that I'm going to try very hard to get done during my term, and I'll get it done, is the Johnson Amendment for evangelicals, for Christians, for everybody of faith, right. where we're going to try and end and terminate the Johnson Amendment, which is a disaster for religion, in my opinion. It's a priority for you. It's a, Oh, it's a priority.
0: This is very important. We're gonna to go to David Barton, he's with Kenneth Copeland, and they're explaining what the Johnson Amendment is. When you hear this, it'll make sense because so many people are held back. You don't have to be held back, but some people are held back because of what uh, President Johnson did. That's why it's called the Johnson Amendment. Take a look.
1: This subject matter and why we're here, because it is it is extremely important. And the the part that, that yes, the Satan right. was able to get the church to get out of politics and don't be involved in politics and ministers never say anything about it and yep. all that was yep. the devil
8: yep. Yep. is what contributed
1: okay. uh, to us being where we are now. I
8: want you both to address that. I want us to address that because I really believe that the church has got to come into a new place where this is concerned. We've all been afraid to say anything <clears throat> because of the Johnson Amendment, because of the 501c3. And what I read in the Republican Party was that they were going to abolish that. Yes. They were going to get rid of that.
9: Yes. You better explain what the Johnson Amendment is because most preachers don't even know what the Johnson Amendment is.
8: Well, you go ahead and explain the Johnson Amendment. I'll I mean, I looked it up, Amendment. but I understand I understand that the Johnson, Johnson Amendment prevents us from getting into a pulpit and expressing a political opinion about a candidate or about a belief well, concerning
9: them, it's interpreted to be broader than that what happened was back when lyndon baines johnson was running for u.s senate in 1954 there were two groups here in texas that took out a lot of money to run ads against him because of morals and behavior, and he had bad morals and bad behavior, and they did that, but he didn't like being criticized. Mm. So in the Senate, in an appropriations bill, he sticks a right on an appropriations bill that was never voted on. It ran through and says, if you're a 501c3, you can't say anything about political people. Well, his intention was not to affect the church. His intention was to affect those what we would call 527 groups or super PACs. That wasn't what they were called back then, but that's what they, they were. And there were two critics of his, and he wanted to shut them down. Well, number one, that's bad policy that because you get criticized, you shut somebody else's free speech out. Number two, it was never voted on the Senate. just stuck on as a rider, and it went through. But about 10 years later, Iris goes, my gosh, look at this. Churches are 501c3s too. We can apply this to churches. They can't say anything about anything political. Yeah, they can. Because under the Constitution, see, that's why people need to understand that today, when a church gets a 501c3 letter, it's called a letter of recognition. It doesn't grant anything. Right. It recognizes mm-hmm. that you're a church. Mm-hmm. You're already a church. And the reason we don't tax churches, the reason they're tax exempt. John Marshall, founding father, gave back 200 years ago. and He said the power to tax is the power to destroy. When we want to get rid of cigarettes, we make a $6 a pack tax and we get rid of them. Well, if you can tax the church, you can destroy the church. You can cut out their free speech. And so tax exemptions exist to give freedom from government regulation. Well, guess what? In the Bible, all over the place, God's ministers jump on civil officials. Elijah goes, hey, Ahab, Jezebel, you know what you're doing? Persecution Mm -hmm. of the Lord's prophets. What you're doing with eminent domain there with Naboth? What you're doing with perjury, bringing false witnesses to the court? God's going to judge you for that. And then John the Baptist comes along and says, "Herod, you married your brother's—you can't marry your brother's wife. That's wrong." And all through the Bible, you've got all this stuff going on where the God's people, God's leaders, call out the civil officials for wrong. Suddenly in America, we can't do what the Bible says anymore. At least we're told that. So the Johnson Amendment is what is used by the critics to say the church has lost its right of free speech from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know what, unions are 501c3, they endorse all the time and they speak about anything Area they want to. Yep. <laughs> and we say churches are 501c3s and they can't do it? See, that's what the platform covers, is we're going to get rid of that Johnson Amendment because mm-hmm. the church deserves mm-hmm. free speech. The church should be able to speak out on any issue it wants to. I mean, this is, all right, I'm going I'm to jump into this for a minute here, Okay. When you're, well, while you're
8: doing that, the Republican platform says, places of worship for the first time in our history have reason to fear the loss of tax-exempt status merely for espousing or practicing traditional religious beliefs that have been held across the world for thousands of years and for almost four centuries in America. We value the right of America's religious leaders to preach and Americans to speak freely according to their faith. Republicans believe <clears throat> believe the federal government, specifically the IRS, is constitutionally prohibited from poli- uh, policing or censuring sp- speech. Policing or censuring speech based on religious convictions or beliefs, and therefore, we urge the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. Well, I've heard you speak about the founding fathers in the early days of this nation and how the political leaders would go to church to hear from the pulpit what to
9: do. It's worse than that. The uh, church went to the political leaders. Here's a sermon, this is a sermon preached uh, founding of 1796, and it's a sermon preached in front of Governor John Taylor Gilman And the council and senate and house of representatives, the entire state of New Hampshire, they bring a preacher in to start every legislative session. We did that for 170 years. We brought preachers in to start every state legislative session. Uh, here's a sermon on elections from the pulpit. Here's a sermon preached in front of John Hancock, signer of the Declaration, Sam Adams. They brought him in to speak to the entire Massachusetts legislature. Sermon with him. Uh, here's a sermon on the right uses of the sea. This is a sermon of sailors going out on a ship. Here's a sermon on the transatlantic telegraph. Here's a sermon preached in the U.S. Capitol. This is in the Hall of the House of Representatives. It's called The Imperishable and Saving Words of Christ, delivered in the Hall of the House of Representatives here's a sermon on what the military is supposed to do here's a sermon on an attack uh, that happened Lexington here's a sermon on earthquakes here's a sermon on the great fire in Boston here's a sermon on solar eclipse here's a sermon on the character of our rulers Here's a sermon on uh, giving. Global warming, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, exactly right. You know it is. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, I, you know, here's a George Whitfield sermon. Here's another George Whitfield sermon. Uh, here Here's the liquor law of Massachusetts. Here's one on marriage. Uh, here's one on the Great Bridge. Uh, here's one on the sin of selfishness. Here's one a sermon on property tax. Here's a sermon on the stamp tax. Here's a sermon on communism and churches. Here's a sermon on Christian and patriotism. Here's a sermon on the Civil War scene from the pulpit. I think we preached about every sermon under the sun, and the Johnson Amendment wouldn't let us do most of these today. And this is history in America, and it's history in the Bible. Bo- we, we've lost our voice,
1: and in Europe, we have lariatis. In Europe, mm. reason why it's in such it's a
9: spiritual wasteland in Europe. Yeah, in Europe, that's the first thing they did. That's right. What, what you could and couldn't say out of the pulpit. Yeah. That's it.
0: Now, let's take one more time and hear what our president, our brand new president's first week in office mm-hmm. really, what he has to say that he's going to do to this Johnson Amendment that has kept you, your pastor, your church from being free. The voice of the church is about to be freed. And imagine the harvest is going to come. And let's go back and listen one more time. He's talking about the Johnson
3: Amendment, which we just heard about. And we're working on other things. And one of the things I said that I'm going to try very hard to get done during my term, and I'll get it done, is the Johnson Amendment for evangelicals, for Christians, for everybody of faith, where we're going to try and end and terminate the Johnson Amendment, which is a disaster for religion, in my opinion. It's a priority for you. It's a, oh, it's a priority. That
0: is so exciting. The, the excuse
3: is going gonna, gonna to be gone. Yes. <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> this mysterious excuse is helping people back. Yeah. Uh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, oh my. Listen, we got so much more after this break. We'll see you at this message.
1: Well we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com.
7: We'll be right back. Talk to her and she said, I just left Seattle. And she said, I was in a meeting in Seattle, Pastor. And she said, I know I never met you, but I've been going here a long time. And I said, Yeah, I know that. She said, I just left a meeting in Seattle. And she said, Dr. Cho was the speaker. And she said, I heard him say, in Seattle. That the Lord told him, he said, I'm about to pour out my spirit in America. And he said, well, Lord, I said, are you through with America? Are you through with America? It looks like that, you know, everything's just going haywire. Are you through with America? And God said, oh, no. He said, I'm not through with America. He said, I'm about to pour out my spirit there. He said, as a matter of fact, get your atlas out of your attache case. And he got his atlas out and opened it up. And the Lord said, point, and it landed right on the dot of Pensacola. And the Lord spoke to Joe and said, I'm going to pour out my spirit first here like a match head. It'll burn like a match head, Bright. And it'll be powerful. And he said, then it will go over to the Mississippi River, and it'll back up across Florida again, come down into the peninsula of Florida, go up the east coast down through the west and the southwest, and shoot out to the northwest. And before my coming, all of America will be ablaze with the glory of God.
0: Welcome, welcome back. We are so excited to watch our current leadership shift. Yes. And how quickly it's shifting. Some of the words the Lord told us that it'd be like a bulldozer coming in, whoever it was going to be. We didn't know it at the first. And then it's the, uh, Washington, D.C.'s a House of Cards, but they're going to be knocked down. That's when Cantor and all the crew said, yes, well, the headlines yeah. was, it's a <laughs> House of Cards. And they had a, a television program called House of Cards, yes. we found out, as the president was asking for the next round, President Obama, the previous one. And, uh, um, and now we're watching it shift. I mean, it hasn't even been a couple of days no. and things are just flipping and shifting. They say it's not even going to stop. Our future program, our next program, we'll be talking about 17 specific <laughs> prophetic words for 2000, 2017, 17, 17 prophetic words. And they're very specific about what we, how we have to prepare, restoration about Israel, America, and President Trump, miracle signs and wonders, how they're coming back to the church, increasing the anointing 2017 revival revolution and reformation mm. is coming which is, has to do with the way with uh, the way back from Dutch Sheet Sheets. she's talking about the harvest that's going to be in stadiums and uh, uh, an evangelist is going to rise again in, in 2017 um, breakthrough years we talked about in wisdom and knowledge and how social media and everything is going to be used powerfully in the kingdom of God women are going to arise with an anointing to be able to go into the seven mountains and impact those seven mountains and we talk about this vfn kingdom business how to encourage you empower you make sure you show up those vfn kb meetings if you haven't signed up yet you can volunteer or become a part by going to vfntv.com and click on partner now there's a place you can volunteer as well and about children young people um you know like isaiah and all going to be Mm -hmm. able to be used in 2017 Unity, a John 17 unity coming to the church, is, is excited about. And frenemies, frenemies, that people that no, normally come together are going to be coming together to be able to accomplish uh, the things of God. Seniors, you know, if you're a senior, and she describes a senior like in their 50s. Which oh, is, if you're a senior, whoa. it's ridiculous, isn't it? But a seniors, God's going to bring an anointing on your life that you're going to be used greater than ever before. you got a whole season ahead of you. So make sure you catch our next program. We're going to be talking about 17 17 prophetic words for 2017. Yes, Lord. It's exciting, isn't it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so I want to encourage you, you know, stay with us. You know, every single day we come on by God's grace. You know, thanks to our partners and sponsors that stand with us. Pray for this as we pray for you. Sign up. If you haven't yet with your uh, get your abiding, abiding plan, Uh, you know, many people want to abide with God. Jesus tells us in John 15, you cannot accomplish anything outside of an abiding relationship with him. But the difficult thing is they don't have a plan. People don't have a plan. But guess what, we have a simple plan for you. A simple abiding plan that people are signing up from all around the world uh, to, uh, to get their abiding plan as far away as Australia, as, as close as Minnesota, and of course all across the Gulf Coast, and, and uh, uh, Colorado, and Missouri, and just everywhere. And, but it's free, it's totally free for you. Go to iabide.org, iabide.org, and you can request your simple plan, simple abiding plan, It'll be sent to you in email right away, and you get started. And the powerful thing is, mm. when, you, when you hang out with God, when you draw near to God, He draw, draws near to you, and He tells you on October the 3rd, 2016, this is going to be the next president. Mm. He gives you 17 prophetic words for 2017. I mean, He wants to reveal Himself to you. He wants to make Himself known. That's right. And He loves you distinctly and individually, but you have to say, you know what, I, I want to get to know Him. I want to hang out with Him. And next thing you know, dreams start coming to you, God speaks to you, like in Job 33, he tells us that he speaks to us in dreams and visions. You know, and it's like a night vision. In this dream, you look like you're walking around and having this experience, mm-hmm. but really it's a dream, but he's speaking to you that way. And truly a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, you think about it, that you can give this big long text reading thing to someone, sure. but you just show a picture, you'll remember forever, and I still remember As a matter of fact, I remember things that God said to others. When I hear it, I can see the picture that's taking place. But you know, I think about the exciting thing. We're talking about President Donald Trump and the interview with David Brody, and that's in the White House, Christian Broadcast Network in the White House. Well, it takes me back to the inauguration. We're gonna make that available to you, the whole speech that was given, which is a powerful short, but, but very specific. We care about you and we wanna be able to protect the citizens of America. We spent eight plus years where people Strangely was going like we don't care if Americans get hurt and what's the big deal about bombs going off in cities and and, and trucks? running over people in nice and just crazy things were going on but God has new leadership in town and Specifically when he made the statements our president president Trump did at the inauguration he brought in Reverend Samuel Rodriguez uh, a powerful Christian minister uh, and, and a leader of a lot of Hispanic Americans, thing like fifteen thousand churches or something like that associated with his organization. But the big thing is, he spoke a blessing and a word of God over the nation. So instead of us praying like we pray at the end of our our, our our broadcasts, we want the answered prayer to pray for us. Amen. As a matter of fact, let's go to the inauguration
2: now. From the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. He blesses those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. For you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on its stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, that everyone will praise your heavenly Father respectfully in Jesus' name.
5: We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit vfntv.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today.
0: I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you have joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. Taking VFN Radio and VFN TV anywhere you want to go. Wi-Fi or no-Fi. Why? Because of the podcast. We have podcasting available for you right now. What happens with podcasts, you go to VFNTV.com, click on the podcast, choose the podcast, source of podcast that you want to receive it in based on your particular device computer or mobile device and realize it just automatically will do what you set it up to do it will download it while you're having lunch it'll download it while you're at work and then when you're driving anywhere in the world